1: If you did any long-distance driving this summer, you probably passed dozens of corn and soybean fields. But you may have also seen quite a few solar farms. From a distance, it looks like endless rows of hundreds of jet-black panels aimed at the sky. According to the Department of Energy, solar power is the fastest-growing source of electricity in the U.S. It emits no carbon into the atmosphere, and many experts say it's safer than nuclear power. Across the country today, there are about 500 million photovoltaic, or PV, panels up and running. At an annual growth rate of 21%, you can expect to see even more solar farms filling rural landscapes as well as on rooftops of residential homes around your neighborhood. However, there's one problem that manufacturers and policymakers are just beginning to address. Once these panels are deemed unusable, they more often than not end up in landfills where they end up spewing toxic waste that's harmful to humans. Typically
0: in the past, it was left for the installer, the developer, O&M folks to figure a way to discard these. And often, you know, there was some secondary market practices that were being done. They were being donated. They were being resold to other markets. But often you would find that the broken, unusable modules will end up in landfills.
1: That's Adam Sagai, the chief executive officer of We Recycle Solar, a firm that provides solar panel recycling solutions and helps people meet environmental compliance concerns. Sagai points out that there's still no federal law prohibiting the dumping of used or damaged panels. This has led to about 90% of unusable panels ending up in landfills. The problem is so large.
0: This is a tsunami, it's a wave of End of life products that's
1: hitting the market so quickly and so fast. He points out that when new cell phones, laptops, and in this case, solar panels are developed, manufacturers are focused on creating a great product and getting it out to consumers as quickly as possible. What often gets pushed aside is what happens to the product after its shelf life.
0: Now, I will say that is changing. Obviously, we're now working with some folks that are in the manufacturing space. And they are designing for end of life. The older technology obviously has a lot of contaminants, has a lot of different elements in it that do require them to be handled and processed properly.
1: To that end, businesses like We Recycle Solar and others are collecting these damaged solar panels and recycling them.
0: Typically, you have some of this material that has cadmium and lead in the construction of the panel. But... If treated the proper way, it's not a problem. It's when it goes into the landfill that it may leach into the water supply and the soil, which creates the problems that we are trying to avoid.
1: Experts say the lifespan of older generation PV panels is about 20 years, while newer models can last 30 to 35 years. Most of the 500 million panels now in use were installed after 2016. So they still have plenty of life in them. By the time they need to be retired, experts say many more recycling options will be in place. But Sagai argues that there needs to be an intentional push to build out this industry. Currently, there are only about a dozen large-scale recycling companies in the U.S. that are equipped to handle PV panels. One expert chiming in on the barriers to this growth is Jesse Simons. He's the co-founder and chief commercial officer of another solar recycling company called SolarCycle. According to the National Renewable Energy Laboratory, recycling costs $15 to $45 per module, whereas landfilling costs only $1 to $5 per module.
2: The good news is that we are seeing significant voluntary leadership from the industry stepping forward and recycling because they know that it makes sense. They know that it's critical as a way to build community support for their projects.
1: Simons believes that another big downside to trashing end-of-life solar panels is the misuse of valuable resources like silver, silicon, aluminum, and more.
2: Companies like ours are now on the scene and have found a way to extract significant value from those panels, getting out the silver and the silicon, the aluminum and the copper, and in doing so, we're making it have economic sense to recycle rather than landfill. I do think that more panels are being landfilled than they should be right now, but we are rapidly changing that through innovation and scale. In fact, we've studied this ourselves and determined that you can turn one old solar panel into one and a half new solar panels with all the materials that are in the old ones.
1: Residential solar panels make up 20% of the market, Simons believes that when the first generation of residential PV panels needs to be replaced 12 to 15 years from now, the industry will have reached what he calls landfill parity. In other words, the cost of recycling will be much cheaper than it is today. He says it may cost the same as landfilling or less.
2: Finding solutions for end of life and for recycling that Work for the large businesses that own that solar should be our first priority. That's not to say we shouldn't find solutions for the individual homeowner has solar needs to recycle, but that'll be relatively easy to figure out if we can come up with solutions that scale for the place where most of that solar is owned, which is the large solar farms and the utilities and others.
1: Manufacturers are also thinking ahead now and making today's newer generation of solar panels more recycle friendly.
2: We're seeing panels made with a lot less lead. Some are completely lead-free. That just makes it significantly easier to recycle at the end of life because they have no hazardous components. And we're seeing a lot of improvements in that direction.
1: Simon says it's likely that most communities across the country don't yet have policies in place regarding the disposal of solar panels. Our call to a local landfill proved this to be true. Simons encourages municipalities to consult with SolarCycle or other recyclers in their area so they can create an interconnected framework.
2: Solutions like the one we put in place with Green Tech Renewables, where a customer can simply drop off the panels and once you fill up a container full, we will take them at a very low price and recycle them and return them back into the supply chain. So I think that's the solution. What we don't want is a bunch of different counties or municipalities setting up individual patchwork of regulations that ultimately make it really difficult to manage how we do recycling or how we deploy solar. It would be much better if this were a harmonized set of
1: policies. The Solar Energy Industries Association, a big nonprofit in the sector, is aiming for solar energy to make up roughly 30% of all generated electricity in America by the year 2030.
2: I see solar as the fastest growing source of energy. It is clean, it's reliable, it's cheap, it's good for the climate, it's good for the air, it creates jobs, and the recycling side of it, while this hasn't been a major priority for the industry until recently, now that people are really focusing on it, now that we're gonna take our attention and turn it to recycling in the same way we did to building panels cheaply and reliably in the first place, I think we're gonna ultimately get to a place where we're gonna be able to endlessly recycle the solar panels once they're built into new solar panels in the future. And that is going to really unlock the circular economy for solar. And that to me is very exciting because it makes solar truly sustainable in the way I think we had all originally imagined.
1: One residential solar panel installer we spoke to suggested replacing your roof and your solar panels at the same time. You can find out more about solar energy and how to recycle end-of-life solar panels from the National Renewable Energy Laboratory's website at nrel.gov or by visiting our website at viewpointsradio.org. You'll also learn more about our guests, Adam Sagai and Jesse Simons, as well as all of our past guests. For more behind-the-scenes, search Viewpoints Radio on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. This segment was written and produced by Polly Hansen. Our executive producer is Amira Zaveri. Our studio manager is Jason Dickey. I'm Marty Peterson. Coming up next week... It is so easy with a couple buttons, you can get a new credit card. With a couple click of a buttons on
0: your phone, you can order anything you want and have it one day shipped to your house.
2: It's no surprise that credit card debt and delinquencies are on the rise.
1: Then...
0: As the streamers have been making more and more money, musicians have been making
1: less and less. Actors aren't the only ones fed up with streaming services. I'm Marty Peterson.
2: And I'm Gary Price. These stories in-depth on your public affairs magazine, Viewpoints.
1: And that's Viewpoints for this week. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to learn more about upcoming shows. And find a library of past programs on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. Plus, you'll always find previous segments and more information about our guests at viewpointsradio.org. Join us again next week for another edition of Viewpoints.